Good morning. You know, we're going to have to stir up a little heat in here this morning, but that's all right. We've got the Lord on our side this morning, and you got the, that sun inside of you. We teased a Mark this morning, told him he's going to have to preach hellfire and brimstone. So, he can do it. He can do it. If you'll stand with me this morning as we start our service, today is Palm Sunday, and we want to worship the Lord by singing Hosanna. So glad that you're here today and want to welcome you. And uh, I decided this morning that um, I was going to turn the heat off so nobody go to sleep on my sermon. So, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, we were talking about this in Sunday school. Uh, we were looking at uh, Lazarus' death and how Mary and Martha had, had sent word to Jesus. And, and uh, Jesus cared for them and, and loved them. And, of course, Jesus said that uh, this would not uh, end in death. But... Uh, but that the Father w would be glorified through the Son, and, and uh, He loved them, but then He waited two days. You know, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? That He would wait two days and not immediately go and, and be with them. But God, God's got His plan, and His plan's always best. And, of course, we know that uh, Jesus did what only God could do, and it brought glory uh, to Him. And, you know, we, we think about that. I pray that in my life and in your life that we'll turn to the Lord and let God do what only He can do. And uh, then he will be glorified, and, and, uh, and there's nothing like that. Looking to God, trusting the Lord. This morning we're going to be hearing from the Lord, and we're trusting in one uh, who is com in complete control. Nothing ever takes him by surprise, and, and he's already there. When we think about tomorrow and this week, uh, the Lord that we turn to and that we pray to, he is already there, and he is in complete control. And so I, I just want to encourage you with that today. We don't know what a day is going to hold. I, I certainly didn't expect to come here this morning and find the heat not working. Uh, but, you know, um, 
It, it took me by surprise. It doesn't take the Lord by surprise. And that's the God that we believe and trust in. So whatever it is this morning, you know, that might be weighing on your heart or uh, whatever it is that you may be anxious about, uh, tell it to Jesus. And he already knows. And, and I pray that we'll do that and we'll trust in him and, and receive uh, what God has for us today. I welcome you, our, our friend day. So good to see uh, visitors here with us. We welcome you this morning, this Palm Sunday. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And of course, this was, you know, Palm Sunday, the, the day when Jesus uh, descended to Jerusalem. And he went for one purpose, and that was ultimately to go to the cross for your sin and for mine. And I just want to remind you about that. God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. And there's no greatest, greater example of love than when Jesus came and died uh, for me and for you. And so I just want to encourage you with that. God loves you this morning. Isn't that good news? I just praise the Lord for that. He loves you. And we know that because he demonstrated that love on that old rugged cross. And I'm grateful for that. If that weren't the case, we'd have no reason to be here this morning. But praise God, we have a reason to be here. And his name is Jesus. And so I welcome you here this morning. Uh, those of you that are visiting with us, I hope you received a bulletin. And attached to our bulletin is, a, uh, is our visitor's card. And I just encourage you, if you would, uh, please take a few moments and, and fill out that information so that we can get to know you better. And uh, we, we welcome you here this morning. We're so glad that you're here. And uh, if any of you have any prayer requests, also I encourage you, uh, share that with us, even if you just put unspoken. God certainly knows the need, and we want to pray with you about whatever request might be on your heart today. And, uh, and then in just a moment, when the offering plate is passed, uh, I encourage you to drop that in the offering plate so that we might receive that. Um, I just want to uh, remind you that tonight starts our spring revival, and I pray that God will revive us. You know, I was, I was praying about revival this week, and, and, and it really became evident to me that we're only as close to the Lord as we want to be. You know, the Bible says, you know, that if we draw near to God, that he will draw near to us. It doesn't say he might draw near or there's a good chance that he will. No, he will absolutely draw near to us if we'll draw near to him. And that's, that's revival. I pray that'll happen. And, and we certainly can't experience that if we're not here. So I encourage you to come and join us tonight at 6 o'clock. Jones Avenue Baptist Church is moving their service here. They're going to be joining us, combining with our choir. And, of course, uh, my good friend, Pastor Zach Shaw at Jones Avenue, uh, he's going to be preaching revival, and it's going to be some great music and great preaching. And I don't know about you, but I need revival. And I pray that God would send revival and that we'll celebrate tonight and we'll worship the Lord and just have a great spirit of worship and, uh, and just rejoicing and celebrating what God has for us. So I encourage you to be back tonight. And, and the evening service starts at 6 o'clock. And, and then Monday through Wednesday will be at 7 o'clock. So I hope you'll make plans uh, to be here. Also, uh, I do want to uh, remind you that next Sunday, Easter Sunday, I pray that we'll invite friends and encourage uh, those that we work with, our neighbors, to come and join us for Easter Sunday. And uh, we'll start Easter Sunday at 7 a.m. over at Norris First Baptist Church. There'll be a, a sunrise service, so just want to remind you about that. And, um, and then looking forward to uh, celebrating our risen Lord and Savior. I so enjoyed our Easter egg hunt yesterday. And uh, it's just great. We, we came, saw all those eggs out on the lawn. And, you know, it didn't take long. Those kids picked those things up. And, and so, see there, they can clean the room. They can pick up stuff in the room. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it. And there were, all of them had baskets filled. And I, think, I don't think some of them could add one more egg to their basket. But smiling faces. And I uh, appreciate the, the story that was shared as well. And I'm glad that we have a story to share. And that's that Jesus loves us and that Jesus is alive. And, so um, I'm, I'm thankful uh, for all those that, that played a part in our Easter egg celebration yesterday, our Easter egg hunt. And, um, and then, you know, this morning as we pray, uh, please continue to remember Carol Hathcock as we pray this morning. And um, I'm sure many of you uh, may have a request this morning. And I'm grateful that uh, the Lord is faithful. And not only is he faithful, he's able. And uh, not only is he faithful and able, he's available. We can call on his name. And I want us to do that this morning. Let's call on his name. And again, if you are here with us, visiting with us, we are so delighted that you're here. Uh, you are our honored guest, and we welcome you here. And I pray, even though it's cold in here, uh, you've sensed the warmth of the love of God in this place. And we welcome you, and uh, I pray that God will touch and uh, that God will bless us this morning. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask God to do that. I invite those of you who would 
uh, come and join around the altar. If you have any prayer requests on your heart this morning, anything weighing heavy on you, any anxieties or worries, uh, let's turn to the Lord like Mary and Martha did with their brother Lazarus. He is able. And let's turn to him this morning and trust him today. So let's gather this morning. Those of you who would, uh, let's join around the altar as we call on the Lord this morning. Our loving, gracious, heavenly Father, we come before you this morning in Jesus' name. No other name but the name of Jesus. Lord, you are high and lifted up. You are mighty and supreme and true and living. There's none like you, and so we worship you today. We look to you. We ask for your help this morning. God, I thank you that you're available to us. And Lord, you tell us that if we'll draw near to you, that you will draw near to us. And I pray every one of us today, God, that we'll forget about what's going on outside these walls and what our plans are when we leave this place and all that's going to take place this week. And for this moment right here, for such a time as this, may we zero in on you. May we tune in to you and look to you, Lord. I pray that we'll be open to what you have for us today. And may we receive it, Lord, by faith and trust in you. Lord, change us. Work in our hearts and lives. And may we commit to you. And I pray that we'll be closer to you, Lord, uh, when we leave than when we came. God, that you'll be glorified. I pray for those that are sick and those unable to be with us today. Those that have upcoming surgeries, procedures, Lord, for our shut-in this morning. We lift them up to you today. And we pray for your help and for your strength. Lord, for your mercies, Lord, we, we pray. And I thank you, Lord, that you are able and you're faithful. And I pray that we'll experience that. God, would you prove yourself faithful and true once again this morning and I thank you Lord that we can gather together Lord we pray for our nation God as we enter Passion Week Lord I pray that we'll be reminded of what you did for us on the cross what an amazing love I thank you for that encourage us today Lord with your great love and I pray Lord that God that you will bless and Lord that most of all you'll be glorified we ask and Lord I pray for revival I pray for our service tonight for the singing the preaching for everything that takes place God, would you be glorified. And Lord, I pray that you'll draw us closer to you. God, that we would love you more than anything else. Because Lord, we know that that's what real revival is all about, is loving you and trusting you. Lord, do it in our hearts and lives, God. We need revival. We're desperate. Lord, help us in this evil day that we live. There's so much depression going on around us and, and, and so much, Lord, that's going on, Lord, that, that's bad and evil. But Lord God, I thank you that you're faithful, and Lord, help us. God, revive us. Give us joy in our hearts, God, as we get right with you and as we turn to you. And Lord, we'll give you praise, Lord, for all that you do in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Well, let's take a few moments now, and uh, let's fellowship together. I encourage you to stand, and let's welcome each other, greet each other this morning. Tell somebody Jesus loves you this morning.
I got my hands on a, on a little baby back there, and I just thought I was going to have to bring him up here with me. If you'll stand with me for our offertory, take my life and let it be consecrated. That should be all of my prayers this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day that you've made, and Lord, it's just great to gather for worship, and Lord, we look to you, because Lord, we have nowhere else that we can look to. There's nobody else, Lord, that can give us what you can and do for us what you can, and I'm grateful for that today, Lord. We're so undeserving, but we thank you, Lord, that you're faithful, and we thank you, God, that you are able. So may we trust you today. God, I pray that we will worship you today, because Lord, you're, you're indeed worthy. God, as we come to this time of the service, Lord, will we give back a portion of what you blessed us with. Lord, may we do so out of an act of worship with cheerful hearts. God, that you will take this offering and, God, that you will use it for your glory, that souls would be saved and added to your kingdom. We thank you again. In Jesus' name, amen. Even when 
life's not good I will not lose this hope That the God who parts the sea Promises He's gonna make a way for me This is the truth I'm standing on Even when all my strength is gone You are faithful forever And I know you'll never let me fall Right now I'm choosing to Standing on. on. I'm, I'm grateful for that. Uh, you know, uh, Kaylee yesterday was was playing softball and striking them out and hitting doubles, and and uh, and Keeley made the the cheerleading team. Going to be trying for that state championship. But, but the greatest thing is them standing here and declaring the truth that they're standing on. And there's no greater truth to stand on. Matter of fact, uh, we have a sure, solid rock foundation in the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, things of this world and, and uh, all, all of that is shifting sand and, and it won't stand the test of time. But when you're standing on the truth, the truth of God's Word and the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a sure, solid foundation that will not only stand the test of time, but will last for all eternity. And that, that's our foundation. And I pray we, this morning, will make sure that we're standing on that same truth. And I praise God for that. And uh, my heart's been revived already. I'm so thankful uh, for that powerful message and song. And appreciate uh, the ladies uh, singing that. And, of course, this week in revival, uh, I mentioned the combined choir tonight. And Andy Bowman, Mark Burns will be here tomorrow night. Uh, they're going to be singing uh, some specials for us and doing some pre-service and singing in the in the service tomorrow night and our youth praise team will be singing Tuesday night and and uh, all week's going to be great singing and I just encourage you to come and I, I know your heart will be blessed and and you know I was thinking about this when we we pray for revival we need to plead for God to send revival but when we pray to God to send revival we're praying to him to do something that he wants to do but we've got to let him and we've got to turn to him and and, uh, and trust Him with maybe some things that we hold on to that's hard to let go of. Well, I want you to know that He's worthy. He's absolutely worthy of our complete surrender and trust. And, and, I, and we're going to see that this morning as we focus on the triumphal entry here in Luke chapter 19. So if you'll turn with me to uh, Luke chapter 19, and uh, we'll be focusing on verses 29 through 40. And I just want to preach a message this morning simply entitled, Jesus is Worthy. God created human beings to worship, namely to worship Him. And you know, the reality is we were made to worship and there's something or someone that we are currently worshiping right now. The question is, is it the Lord Jesus Christ? Because He is the only one that's worthy. All of Scripture points to Jesus Christ as God, which means He is worthy of our worship and praise. He's worthy of gathering together like this for worship. The testimonies of the Gospels give us clear depictions of Jesus as God. No doubt, He's the sinless Son of God. God Himself, who came to this earth, took on flesh, and became one of us, and walked this earth, 
fully God yet fully man for the purpose of going to Jerusalem and doing what he was going to do uh, that, that is initiated here that we find in the triumphal entry in uh, Luke's gospel uh, chapter 19. And here in uh, Luke's account, Jesus had been moving toward Jerusalem. Each step brought him closer to the cross. And uh, you'll see that back in chapter 9, verse 51, and also chapter 13 and verse 22. Jesus explained his death. And also, again, in chapter 18 and verse 33, explained how he would be killed, then raised to life again by the power of God. Praise the Lord. This sets a framework for the final chapters of Luke. And this morning, we'll explore together what is often called the triumphal entry where Jesus entered Jerusalem riding a colt or, or a donkey. And the tension that had been building between Jesus and the Jew Jewish religious leaders, the Pharisees and the, and the scribes, kind of reached a climax uh, in chapter 19 and verse 47, uh, where Jesus was teaching daily in the temple. But the chief priests and the scribes and the leaders of the people sought to destroy him. And it was all leading to Jerusalem where he would ultimately endure even death on the cross for you and for me. May we remember that. I pray this week of Passion Week as we, as we go through this week, we think about uh, Good Friday coming up and uh, we think about, of course, the events of the week starting with Palm Sunday that, we, that we're looking at today and, and then we, we think about Good Friday. How in the world is Good Friday good when all that Jesus endured and all that happened to Jesus as he was, as he was arrested and, and then as he was nailed to that cross and and then ultimately died on the cross naked, didn't even look human. All that he endured, the punishment, basically the judgment of God fell on, on uh, his dear son, the Lord Jesus, for our sin. How is that good? Well, it's good because he did it for you and me. And we could have never done it. He demonstrated the greatest love of all. And so I want us to think about, be mindful of that this week. Remember what Jesus did for you. Think about his great love. Think about all that Jesus did when he was on the cross. We were on his mind. Oh, he loves you. So, you know, we think about how he demonstrated that love in dying in our place on the cross. Nobody here this morning can say that God doesn't love you because Jesus demonstrated. God doesn't just say, I love you. He demonstrated that love for us. And the, the biggest problem that mankind has is sin. We can't deal with it on our own. But Jesus, the sinless son of God, paid the price with his own blood for your sin and mine. What good news this morning. I'm grateful for that good news that I can share this morning. And the one that died for us is worthy. That's what I want us to see this morning. So the events of these last days that we're going to be focusing on here in Luke chapter 19 is the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies according to God's plan. God's in charge. God's in control. It wasn't that, you know, that... that when, when Adam and Eve sinned, that it surprised God. No, in eternity past, the Bible says, Jesus willingly would, would, uh, would endure the cross for you and for me. And we're, we're seeing that unfold here. God provides all the evidence we need to worship the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord. And from his words to his miraculous works, all that he did, Jesus proves that he's worthy of worship. So let's look at this this morning. Uh, starting with verses 29 through 34, I want us to see that Jesus is worthy of obedience. We ought to obey the Lord. He's worthy of that. Let's look at this here, starting in verse uh, 29. And it came to pass, when he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany, at the mount, mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village opposite you, Whereas you enter, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you loosing it? Thus you shall say to them, because the Lord is in need of it. So those who were sent went their way and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said to them, why are you loosing the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of him. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you this morning and I thank you, God, that we can open your word, the true word of God that's all powerful, that's a double edged sword that is, that is true and that will show us the way. It's all sufficient. And I pray that we'll receive it today. 
And I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to our hearts, move in and out of our hearts this morning. And I pray that we'll be open and receptive and trust you today. God, it's my prayer that we would all see that you indeed are worthy. All that we do and all that we are, Lord, we give to you because you are worthy. May that be said today of each and every one of us, we ask in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Well, Jesus is worthy of our obedience. Jesus' long-anticipated arrival to Jerusalem was now here. And of course, Bethpage was considered kind of the outer boundary of Jerusalem, and it was near the Mount of Olives that we find here in the, the Scriptures. Bethany was a beloved place of Jesus to stay because it was the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And of course, in John chapter 11 this morning, we, we saw the death of Lazarus, and we were reminded of how Jesus loved uh, Mary, Martha, and, and Lazarus. And he would often see them, and, and they would be so kind to him. And, and so the Mount of Olives that's also mentioned here is, a, is rich in biblical imagery as it is the place that Jesus ascended into heaven in Luke's second account, which is Acts chapter 1. And in his ascension, the angels noted that Jesus returned as he departed there on the Mount of, of Olives. And so I want to emphasize here in verses 30 uh, through 34 that Jesus was in charge. Who was it giving the commands and telling the disciples what to do? It wasn't the disciples, it was Jesus. He was in complete control according to the Father's plan. And of course, he knew the Father's plan because he, he intentionally prayed to the Father. We know often Jesus would get, al get alone, get away uh, for prayer. And so every step he took was according to the Father's plan. And so here Jesus is giving instructions to the disciples. And, and as Jesus gave these instructions, he was even able to look to the future and know what they would encounter uh, when they would go and, and, uh, and seek to get that donkey that Jesus told them to fetch. Jesus told them what to do when someone asked them what they were doing with it. And of course, Jesus was able to look to the future and, and he knew and he, he then prepared them and told them what to say uh, when that came. And so that encourages us this morning, folks. I just want you to know that nothing takes God by surprise. And the best thing that we can do is look to the Lord Jesus and trust Him and obey Him. I'm grateful for prayer. We call on the Lord and we pray, we request things. But ultimately, folks, we've got to have faith in the Lord and let God be in charge and let God be in control and be obedient to the Lord. And that's what we find here as uh, these disciples uh, they, they were told that they would find a colt and, um, and, and that, uh, that no one has ever sat on it. According to Zechariah, the, the prophet, this was all fulfilling scripture. And, and so as Jesus told them what to do, what did they do? They did it. They obeyed. And I just want to remind us this morning that he's worthy of our obedience. I mean, I pray this morning that each of us will seek the Lord and that we'll look to God, and that we'll hear from God, and as God speaks, that we will obey. It'll always go right, it'll always go good for us when we obey the Lord. I just want you to know, as I look back on my life, it's not the times that I obeyed God that I regretted, it's the times that I didn't obey Him. Let's obey God. And the reason is, not out of obligation, not because we have to, not out of religion. Listen, that'll make you miserable. But we obey Him out of a love relationship because Jesus is worthy and I just want to remind you about that you know the cult here fulfilled God's Word God has a plan and Jesus was fulfilling prophecy fulfilling that plan and uh, and, and it connects Jesus's arrival to humility and peace in riding on a on a donkey I mean it had never been ridden on before which set it apart as pure for the sacred purpose of carrying King Jesus to Jerusalem riding a donkey I mean that's kind of strange isn't it but it's according to God's plan and it wasn't they couldn't find anything else so okay let's just grab this donkey no it was according to the plan of God that showed humility I mean Jesus is the king of kings and he rightfully should have been on a white stallion as, as, a, as a king would, uh, would ride but not Jesus and not this time uh, he, he's going to come again on that white stallion, praise God. We know in the book of Revelation that that's true and that's yet to come. But here, 
Jesus came humbly, and he came seeking peace, and he's riding on this lowly donkey. And this particular donkey uh, that the disciples were fetching, uh, this was according to God's plan. They were just doing what Jesus told them to do. You know, what if the disciples said, you want us to go do what? (laughs) I mean, I shared this story during preschool chapel this week. I love preschool chapel. Um, I, I love our preschoolers, and and so I'm telling them that about them fetching a, a donkey. And, uh, and one of the little girls was looking at me like, a, do- a donkey? And I, and, I, and I told her, I said, you don't believe what I'm saying, do you? And, uh, and I, said, I said, I just asked them, I said, do y'all think Jesus rode a horse, you know, or, or, or he rode a donkey, or I think I said a dog or something like that, German shepherd. And they all just kind of laughed and, and said, he rode a horse. Well, see, that makes sense, doesn't it? A king should ride a horse. Uh, but they just thought Pastor Mark was just being silly because I'm often silly with them. I, I like to, to make them laugh. But in reality, this was the plan of God. And Jesus wasn't riding that stallion this time. He will at, at, at when he comes again the second time. But here he's riding this lowly donkey. And to fulfill scriptures, Jesus instructed his disciples to find the unridden colt and release it, just as its rider would soon release people from the tyranny of sin and death think about what this this animal this donkey was bearing on its back as Jesus rode this donkey and descended down from the Mount of Olives to Jerusalem to ultimately go to the cross as the donkey bared the king the king of kings the Lord and Savior on his back Jesus would soon bear the sin of the world as he died on the cross and in verses 32 through 34 the disciples immediately obeyed the Lord. There's not a delay. I mean, immediately they did what Jesus told them to do. And as they were untying the colt, the owner asked the very question Jesus said that they would encounter. What are you doing? (laughs) And they replied with what Jesus told them to do. Again, obedience, obedience, obedience. They were doing what Jesus told them to do. And they replied with, the Lord is in need of it. And I just want to remind you this morning that Jesus knows. There's nothing that we pray to God about where we're informing him about anything. He already knows. Prayer's not for his benefit. It's for our benefit. And so we pray and we get in tune with God and and we obey the Lord because he's worthy. Nothing takes him by surprise. He's worthy of worship this morning. I mean, all that we do, All that we are, He's so worthy of. Do we obey the Lord this morning? I want to remind you He's worthy this morning. Well, second of all, He's not only worthy of our obedience, Jesus is worthy of our praise. Notice, pick up with me in verse uh, verse 35, and and I want want us to see that, that He's worthy of our praise. Then they brought Him to Jesus. And they threw their own clothes on the colt, and they sat Jesus on him. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Then, as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice. Notice what they were doing. They were praising God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. So they were praising God, and they were praising God out loud. The the role of the donkey is made clear in these verses. In obedience, the disciples brought him, brought the donkey to Jesus, as Jesus commanded them to do. And then they spread their garments on the colt. But not only on the colt, they spread their garments on the path that led Jesus entering to Jerusalem. Those who knew scriptures well undoubtedly noticed the royal scene as it unfolded before their very eyes. As Solomon entered Jerusalem as the successor to his father, King David in 1 Kings chapter 1 verse 33 and also verse 38, they were giving Jesus the red carpet treatment which denoted royalty. And after all, Jesus is worthy the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I've never had a red carpet treatment. I don't know, maybe some of you have. 
I thought it was really, uh, it, it was really uh, thoughtful. Of uh, then it was Chastain Road Elementary, uh, when when Megan, when she was going to middle school, uh, right there toward the end of the year, they they loaded up those. I guess it was fifth graders at the time, and uh, loaded them up and, and just made a, you know, kind of like a a, a, a celebration for them and and uh, just made them feel so special. And they loaded them up on the buses and took them over to the high school. And, and uh, they, they actually had a red carpet out for them as they went in uh, to the auditorium. And it was such a, a great night, you know, such, so very thoughtful, as, as they often do. All of our schools, I'm grateful for all our administrators. They do such an awesome job. They love our kids, and, and I appreciate them so much. And that was such a special night. And I, I remember that. I've never, I've never had a red carpet treatment. And here's my fifth grade daughter having a red carpet treatment. Well, if there's one worthy of a red carpet treatment, it's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And according to Scripture, according to the plan of God, they laid their garments out. They laid their garments on the, on the donkey and they set Jesus on the donkey and, and they, they laid out their garments on the path pre to prepare the way that, the, that Jesus would go leading into Jerusalem. And as we think about that, I just want to remind you, he's worthy of all of that. Just like we sing oftentimes, bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. He's worthy this morning. The Lord Jesus, there's none like him. There's no king, potentate, or president that can compare to the King of kings and Lord of lords. And I remind you this morning, he has no rival. There's none beside him. He's alone. He's worthy. He's high and lifted up. And that's why we gather this morning. We, we come to this morning because of the King of Kings, and He's worthy, and we come to praise Him, and He's absolutely worthy of it all. They, they were giving Jesus the royal uh, red carpet treatment that the King of Kings deserves. And there He goes on a donkey, on a humble, lowly donkey. They were worshiping and praising Jesus. My question to us this morning, do you worship Jesus? Worship is our actions each day where we honor God out of obedience. Worship's not something we just do right here on Sunday morning or Sunday night or, or, or when we're gathering here at church. I'm reminded in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, that worship is life. You know, when I obey the Lord and, and when I honor God, I do that out of worship you know we don't treat Sunday just like another day why because Jesus is worthy why are we here this morning because Jesus is worthy why do we give of our time and why do we give of our resources I mean we do that right I mean we should because he's worthy why do we do what we do it's because Jesus is worthy we give our tithes we give our offerings we volunteer and we serve uh, here at the church because Jesus is worthy. If we're doing it for any other reason, then we're gonna, it's not going to last. But if Jesus is our reason, then it will satisfy and, and it will be worth it because Jesus is worthy. Do we worship Jesus? I mean, I know we all know the answer to the question, is Jesus worthy? We'd say amen and we'd say yes. But do we really worship him? Worship is life. It's the life that we live each and every day. I mean, as we think back to last week, how much of our life reveals that Jesus is worthy. You know, the choices that we make and, and, and the way that we treat others. And, you know, we don't, we don't curse out of one side of our mouth and then praise God on Sunday with the next. No, He's worthy, not just on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday with our lives. Complete obedience, and there's none like Him. We don't steal and lie and cheat and curse and do all that. That's, that's what the, the world does. But Jesus is worthy of complete surrender. God, I wave the white flag and I worship and I praise you because you are worthy. It's not about me. I give up all my rights and I surrender to you and I worship you. And I'm telling you this morning, he's absolutely worthy of it all. He's worthy of our complete trust, the eternal destiny of our soul. God, I trust you and I worship you because he's worthy. If we'll ever come to that realization, you know, the modern church today, there's so many gimmicks. It's like we got to gimmick people into doing what they ought to be doing. Well, what happens when the gimmick stops? Well, then everything stops. You got to keep the gimmicks going. The entertainment, the self-promotion, 
all of that. We make it about social things so much, and, 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 and we don't make it about Jesus. I'm telling you, He's worthy. Jesus is worthy. We give of our time. We volunteer. We sing in the choir. You know, we, we come to Sunday school, or we come on Wednesday nights. Why? I mean, we're, we're all busy. Why do we do that? Because He's worthy. Why do, we, why do we sing in the choir? Why did we come and hide eggs yesterday? Why do we volunteer for kids and student ministry? Why do, we, why do we take vacation time in June to go, you know, to an infuge retreat with our students? Why? Well, we love our students, but let Jesus be your reason. He satisfies and he's enough. What I'm trying to say is that if we truly believe Jesus is worthy, then we're going to live it. Our life is going to show it. And we're going to worship him. Just imagine with me the city before them as the king began to descend from the Mount of Olives to Jerusalem to the shadow of the cross. Can you just get the picture? They're, they're, they're all waving the, the palm branches and, and laying the palm branches, laying their garments down, you know, as other gospels remind us about the palm branches. And, 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 and they are out loud praising God and worshiping God. Just imagine the scene. This right here should be in our hearts and minds in all that we do. Jesus was going to Jerusalem for one purpose, and that was to go to the cross, that old cruel, rugged cross where he would pay it all. And when I think about all Jesus has done for me, you know the prophet Isaiah said he didn't even look human. We can't comprehend what Jesus endured. Even before he was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, as he was agonizing in prayer, Luke's gospel here tells us that he sweated drops of blood. There the war of the ages, the spiritual warfare was going on, and his disciples were asleep. And Jesus prayed if there's another way, but he knew there wasn't. And so he surrendered to the Father's plan. They arrested him. They beat him. The, the scam of the, you know, of the trial and, and all that. Um, they, they thought that it was all over when he died. They beat him. They mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews. And they cast lots you know, for, his, for his, his, his garment. And they're the sinless Son of God. We think about injustices. The greatest injustice of all time was when the sinless Son of God was treated in such a way that common criminals were treated, even, even worse. And he went to that cross totally innocent. It was me and you that were guilty, but he did it for us. And as I think about it, he was wounded for my transgressions. He, he was pierced uh, by my iniquities. And by his stripes, we are what? We are healed. Praise God. We're so undeserving of that. And my question is, if we don't worship Christ, why not? After all, he's done, he's done everything. He paid it all. Why is he not worthy? Why do we not surrender him? Why do we not worship him with our lives and each and every worship is life? Do we really worship Christ? Because he's worthy of our praise. The disciples got it right. Verses 37 and 38. The whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and they Praise God with a loud voice for the mighty works that they had seen. What mighty works? Well, they'd seen him cleanse the leper. They'd seen him cause the blind to see. They had seen the, the, the deaf be able to speak. They had seen Jesus bring Lazarus back from the dead after being dead four days. The power of God. They had seen these mighty works. They're praising God. Because Jesus is worthy. Only God could do the things he did. But his greatest miracle was yet to come. When they laid him in that tomb, his lifeless body, after they beat him, they put a crown of thorns on his brow, they nailed him to that cross, and then they took the spear and they pierced his side, and the Bible says blood and water flowed, which mean, means he died of a broken heart. He, he, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You talk about being alone. There Jesus was taking on the sins of the world, the innocent Son of God for you and for me. 
and he died in our place. God, help us this week to remember that. Remember this week what Jesus did for you. And he died. They placed his lifeless body in that borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. Three days later, by the power of God, he defeated death, hell, and the grave. He did it for you and me. What's our response? Well, the only right response is to worship him and to praise him. Because it's either Jesus or nothing. There's no plan B. What about us this morning? Do we worship the Lord? I want to challenge us this morning. Think about all that Jesus has done. Remember all that he's done for you. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Boy, that's a great truth this morning. Just like the girls sang, that's the truth I'm standing on. He's my firm foundation, praise God. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We have victory over death, hell, and the grave. Not because we're good, but because he's good. Because of his works, not our works. And folks, that ought to motivate us to worship and serve and love him. Because you know, a hundred years from now, in ages to come, all that's going to matter is Jesus. A lot of times we're so dedicated and loyal to things that don't last, that won't last, that don't matter. But what about Jesus? Is he our reason? Do we worship him? You know, the right response is seen by the disciples. They praised Jesus as the king. Do we praise Jesus like this in our everyday life? Worship is action beyond just raising our hands. I mean, I, I was raising my hand during, uh, during uh, uh, the song that the girls were singing, being reminded about my firm foundation. That's great. Raise your hand on Sunday. But what, what even is, is more worship is when the temptation boogie starts on Monday and you say, uh-uh, Lord, I love you. I'm not giving. Everybody else can. Everybody else can give in. But I'm going to be like Daniel. I want a purpose in my heart that I'm not going to sin against you because you're worthy. Monday through Saturday, let's live it out because he's worthy. My fear is that many times we're so motivated by things that don't last, social reasons, you know, relationships. But the real relationship is Christ. Let's keep our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith. Let's worship him. Let him be our reason. So Jesus is worthy of our obedience and praise because, and I know this is redundant, and I know like if you write formal papers, you're not supposed to be redundant. But there's some things worth repeating. <laughs> and this ain't a formal paper. This is, this is the sacred desk where we open the word of God and we need to expound on the truth of God that here we are, Jesus is worthy. And I can't repeat that enough. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Jesus is worthy. And so notice here in closing, verses 39 through 40, I'm so glad that he is worthy. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said to them, I tell you, if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. The Pharisees had a problem with all of, all of this loud praise and worship of Jesus. They rejected Jesus. They didn't believe in Jesus. Matter of fact, they wanted to stone him. They wanted to kill him. So when Jesus is not our reason, are we not more like the Pharisees? Ah, Lord, I can't... I'm only so comfortable. I'm only going to trust you so far. And so we don't give him everything. I personally believe that if Jesus is not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. He deserves complete surrender. And, and so here the Pharisees, you're not worthy of all that praise, Jesus. Rebuke your disciples. <laughs> they didn't like it. I'm telling you this morning, he's worthy. Did Jesus say, you know what, guys, you need to pipe down? No. Why? Because he's worthy. Let him be our reason. He's worthy. How different would our lives be if we had this proper perspective, like the disciples here in this passage? 
I've got to praise Him. He's worthy. He's the way. And I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to surrender everything. To him. And these disciples here, they're praising Him out loud. And even when the Pharisees, who the religious leaders, tell Jesus to rebuke them, Jesus said, if they don't do it, the stones are going to begin to cry out. Well, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want some stone to do the praising for me. Why don't we just praise him right now? <laughs> I mean, he is worthy. Jesus' response is, you know, that they're right in doing what they ought to do. And if they don't, then the praise is going to come from, 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 uh, from the stones. Well, I pray that it would be said of each of us this morning that we would recognize and reaffirm that Jesus really is worthy. Let's give him our all. Let's worship him. You know, true worship is life. It's not a feeling, although it's great. I, I, I'm grateful when I'm reminded of his love and his mercy and his grace. I might, you know, it, it, it gets us emotional. Shed a tear when you think about the truth we're standing on, the firm foundation of Christ. But worship is not when you cry. It's when you repent. And you say, God, you're worthy. Everybody else can go that direction. But I want, I want to do what's right. I want to honor you. Why? Because you're worthy. And you died. You, you gave your all for me. Why should we expect God to expect anything less of us? Yes, complete surrender. But I'm telling you, he's worthy of it this morning. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I just want to ask you a question. Is Jesus worthy to you? He died for you. He defeated our greatest problem of sin because that sin separates us from God with no hope. Have you placed your faith in Jesus this morning? That is where it all begins. If you haven't done that, oh, you need to do that this morning. Do you have any desire in your heart this morning to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? As we think about how He's worthy, and we think about all that He's done for you and for me, receive Him this morning. If you have that desire in your heart right now, I just want you to pray this prayer right now with me in your heart. Dear Lord, I need Your forgiveness for my sin. And right now, I believe You died in my place on the cross. And I believe You arose from the grave three days later. And I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Help me to live for you from this day forward because you're worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. What about you? Did anybody pray that this morning? If so, I want you to come and share that with me because I want to know about it. I want to rejoice with you this morning. I hope that you will do that. Also, you might be here this morning and you might say, you know, I know Jesus is worthy, but man, here recently my life just really hadn't showed that I've not really worshipped him and praised him like I should I may come to church but man the rest of the week I've just, I know I'm not where I need to be right here on this day where we're going to start spring revival let's let revival happen right now because he really is worthy let's trust him with everything and I promise you he'll satisfy your soul like none other you can't find that satisfaction in the world but you can find it in Jesus let's all this morning let's praise him and let's trust Him this morning. And let's love Him afresh and anew. Especially when we think about all He's done. Would you stand together? If you prayed to receive Christ, please don't delay. Come and tell me right now. And if you desire to be closer to God this morning because He's worthy and you want to praise Him, you want to be right with Him, I encourage you to come. As Donna leads us, step out. I encourage you to come this morning. You'll be glad you did.
past every head bowed and every eye closed and let's do what we just sang about let's pray God speak to my heart and as he does I pray that we'll obey and do what God tells us to do maybe you received Christ you prayed to receive Christ this morning greatest thing you'll ever do that's where it all begins let us celebrate with you won't you come and share that with me so we can pray and rejoice with you today is Jesus worthy to you this morning? Ask God to speak to your heart right now. And I encourage you to come at whatever He leads you to do. Trust Him this morning. What a privilege it is to say, Lord, speak to my heart, and then to know that he will. And when he does, what a privilege it is then to respond by faith and say, yes, Lord, yes, I trust you. I pray that's the case for every one of us this morning, that we desire to be close to God because he's worthy. There's none like him. I think about in Revelation where we're reminded that every nation and every tribe, every tongue is going to worship the Lord Jesus you see if we don't do that now I mean why do we think we're going to be a part of that then I mean we ought to, we ought to jump at the, at the chance to worship him and praise him like the disciples did man they did it out loud, they weren't ashamed of it they're just shouting out the praise you know of Jesus and it's interesting the same ones that sang his praise on Palm Sunday were the same ones that were crying out, crucify him just a matter of days later. But Jesus went all the way for you and me. I'm glad he did. And I pray that we'll be reminded this week. I hope that this week, maybe if it's just read John 3.16 every day, I encourage you to read Romans 5.8. You know, remind yourself of what Jesus did for you. It'll do your heart good, especially as we move into to Easter week and, and revival week this week. I hope that you'll make plans to be a part of it. And I encourage you to come. Bring a friend. Come back tonight. Man, there's going to be a celebration tonight. I pray God will revive our souls tonight. I hope you'll be a part of that. Hope you have a wonderful afternoon. And uh, I think, um, let's see here. I'm going to check this out. Hey, it's 61 degrees in here. <laughs> so, uh, hey, it's warming up. We may even have to turn the AC. The AC works, by the way. We may have to turn that on by tonight. But, um, but anyway, you come back and join us tonight. And I know that you'll be blessed and, and you'll enjoy that. I found out this week uh, our, uh, our high school baseball team is going to get to play at Turner Field. Not Turner Field. Uh, I'm glad I didn't say Fulton County, right? <laughs> uh, getting to play at Truist Park um, on Saturday. And, uh, and Coach Kerwin was telling me that, you know, because I PA the, the games, he said, you get to go and PA at the Atlanta Braves Stadium. So that, how cool is that? You know, I get to go down to, to Atlanta and, um, and uh, looking forward to that. Um, but, um, but I, I appreciate so much each of you being here. And I hope you'll be back tonight. Man, I pray that, uh, that God will bless us and revive us this week. And uh, may the Lord be glorified. Have a great afternoon. And uh, Donna, if you'll, if you'll dismiss us. If you're visiting with us today, please let us get to uh, fellowship with you a little bit longer. Thank you for being here today. God bless.